everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Pierre, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone, Season 2, Episode 25. It's called The Silence. So full episode spoiler. 25. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, every time I go past 22, I'm like, oh, that's right. TV shows just to go beyond 22 episodes. This mm-hmm. is insane. But this is Episode 25. It's called The Silence. And the premise of this one is there's a wager, so, you know, one of these gentlemen's country clubs, no girls allowed kind of things, um, which seems, seems like a bit of a sausage fest, quite frankly. I, I don't understand the appeal of these places. But they, they make, there's a bit of a wager because there's this young hotshot guy who's always running his mouth. He'll never shut up. He's always asking to borrow money. He's, he's, he's getting on this old guy's nerves. Old, uh, old uh, Colonel Taylor. So he offers him a wager. He bets him $500,000 that he can't stay quiet for a year. And to facilitate this wager, if he agrees, he'll go into a a glass box in a spare room in the country club. And there'll be microphones to make sure he doesn't say anything. And he'll be provided with whatever he wants. He can write down, you know, food or, you know, entertainment or whatever, and he'll get all of it. Like, he'll provide it all. But he wants to prove that he can't do it. And... This gentleman, of course, agrees. Otherwise, there'd be no plot. <laughs> and that's the gist of the episode. So uh, we'll get into it. Tara, how did you feel about The Silence? I like this one quite a bit, actually. I thought it was really fun. And I did remember the watching this episode once it like started got going. Mm. Like, oh, I remember what happens at the end. But it's still really fun, you know. It's a I, surprisingly- fun concept. I surprisingly did not remember what happened. I mean, I, I got it before he revealed it, but only by like thirty seconds or something like that. You know, nothing like oh, yeah. I, it wasn't like during the, the you know the main part of the episode. Yeah. yeah, I liked it as well. I think what's impressive about this episode is that this episode actually doesn't have anything science fiction or supernatural in it. This episode Mm-mm. is purely just a, two, two characters and their conflict, and I, I guess the, the the reveal at the end, a little twist is kind of cruel in a Twilight Zone way, but it's not supernatural. It's just... No. It's like a... Oh, well, sh- maybe the actual, like, surgery is... I don't know if that's a thing that exists Oh, or sure, not. yeah. I don't know if you can actually just do that, but that that's the sort of thing, though. Like, that that could pop up in a non-sci-fi thing, and I would just cop that up to, oh, it's just movie logic. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, just, just go with it, you know? Like, how many times do you watch an action movie and they'll they'll say something stupid about physics or, <laughs> or something, you know? Sure, yeah, or like even their own like surgeries that you know, happens in action films and stuff. Like, eh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a fun kind of episode of this this you know this arrogant uh, Colonel Taylor. Basically, after a few weeks of a bit in the box, he kind of realizes, wait a minute, like he he didn't give up in the first couple of weeks. I was expecting that. This is starting to get worrying. I may actually have to owe him five hundred thousand dollars. So he kind of becomes this uh, slow taunting of, like, hey, you know, if you leave now, I'll give you a couple of thousand, okay? Yeah, it's been, it's been like six months. I'll give you a couple of thousand. Yeah, he keeps telling him that his wife has been seen with other men around the country club. Or, and yeah. Like, and the whole reason he decided to, to take the bet and get in the box was because he himself is running low on funds and his wife demands pretty things. Yeah, this so, is... I mean, it's not something that's used all the time, but this is one of these old tropes that obviously we never do anymore, which is the trope of the the husband and wife, where the wife 
doesn't even seem to know what their income is she just spends lots and lots of money and the husband's yeah. just trying to keep up with it she goes to tiffany's like she's at the grocery store like this is literally what i think i when i, when I hear this trope i think of married with children that is that's what this trope is mm-hmm. it's, it's al bundy selling shoes <laughs> to fund peggy's bizarre schemes or whatever she's doing i don't know yeah i also i like the way it was directed a lot like sure. i thought it looked good and i like the opening with like it was constantly zooming in on his ear while the other guy mm. was talking <laughs> i like the way it was done i thought it was very clever and actually the director also directed the omega man which is a movie we're going to be watching soon oh yeah okay very good the fris fairly uh, soon i think i don't know yeah, Boris the, other, the other direction thing i really liked is whenever colonel taylor was spying on on the young guy in the box uh mm-hmm. jamie he, there was a lot of shots of him like watching from like behind like the corner of a door or something like that where half of his face was covered. Yeah, you uh, can see his anxiety growing. <laughs> yeah, as he's watching, he's getting tense. Yeah. Uh, like, this has went on far enough. I'll give you five thousand. I'm like the best. And it, I, I love when it gets towards the end of the episode and like everyone's gathering because they're like, oh, this is actually he's almost done it. He's got you know it's ten o'clock tonight and that's him. He's done a year. I love that he says, ah, it's not 10 o'clock yet. Yeah, because if you had done this for 11 months and like 29 days, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to throw it now when you're so close to the finish line. No, no. What, once he get past the hump of the six-month mark, <laughs> nothing was ever going to sway him. Nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. It's the home stretch. I don't know. I just watched a, a documentary called Hands on a Hard Body, which sounds hot, but it's actually about... <laughs> It's about people who put their hands on like a, a car or a truck. In this case, it was a truck. And the last person standing, like they have to stand, they can't lean. And the last person standing is the one who gets the truck for free. And um, <laughs> it was really good. And like you think the same thing, like there's 13 people around the truck all with their hands on it. Once they go past a certain point, like it's been two days that they've stayed awake. Like, why would they stop? But... You know, the, the littlest thing well, is what triggers it. You never know. I mean, to be fair, in that case, there's a <laughs> physical, like, eventually they have to fall asleep. Like, it, you know, it's just yeah. physically they can't do it. Whereas this is, there's no physical requirements, really. It's so good, too. If you guys can find a copy of it, it's so good. Like, <laughs> it's, it's seriously, like, people who are so sleep deprived like that, watching them go into madness, like, and it's, it's all real people. Highly well, recommend. Okay. Why don't you explain to the, because I, I, I happen to know the answer to this. Explain to the viewers why you wanted to watch this in the first place. Oh, like, I don't know. I, what was the... I was watching... I was listening to a podcast, um, The Rewatchables, because it had Quentin Tarantino on it, and he used to work at a video store, and the man knows movies. And he said <laughs> that this was his favorite documentary, so I've been trying to watch it for a long time. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. What? Does that make it less valuable? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just, it's just you know, you're you're a Tarantino stan, uh, so I just. Okay, well, <laughs> highly recommend from myself, not just from Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to check it out, and yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the reveal at the end of the episode, of course, is that basically the colonel sort of stands up and says, "Look, you've you've challenged my reputation by surviving." And I now must reveal to everyone that I've been broke for a long time. I lost my money a long time ago. I, I, I have nothing. I, I could barely afford the couple of thousand I was offering halfway through. And now I must leave in shame because I've, you know, my reputation is done for. And 
all of a sudden, like, you know, Jamie looks really distressed and everyone's like, why is he not talking? Why is he not talking? Why is he not talking? And he writes down a note, oh, because of this, I, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could keep my mouth shut. So I got my vocal cords <laughs> severed, basically. And then he yeah. pulls off his little... Uh, his ascot. Yes, his ascot. Thank you. I was trying to think of the correct term. And he's got a scar across his neck. And, it, and yeah, you sort of think back, like, oh yeah, he always had like a something on around his neck every mm-hmm. time he was uh, in the episode. Uh, so, but he was also a very classy man, so yeah. <laughs> you don't really think too much about it. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure he was probably wearing something like that in the first couple of scenes when he before all this happened. You know, when he was just when he was still speaking, so he never stuck. He never stuck out a place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the the glass box phase. Um, and do I appreciate? I think the pacing of this episode is really good, where it builds up to the ad break, uh, which is simply the, you know, because he's he's not in the box until after the ad break. The, the the first half is purely setting up and convincing him to take the bet and mm-hmm. and go in and, and what all the rules annoying. are. Yeah, oh, he was. He was super <laughs> annoying. Uh, but as the episode's going and the the old guy's getting more and more agitated and try to talk him out of it, you start to really side with Jamie because like no, he's trying to weasel his way out of this because he thinks he's going yeah. to lose. Yeah, and he might not have the money. Yeah, so you side with them, and I think as far as a character episode goes, it's a really effective one because yeah. it kind of makes us switch allegiances as the episode goes on, which it is impressive. Does, but also, like, he would have cheated, so like, you even if he won, like, you he, he was always going to win because he cheated. It was just whether or not he can be he can handle being incarcerated in a really nice room <laughs> for a year. That was you know, like I'm, the real test. No, I'm, I'm going to stick up for this here. I'll, I'll this is cheating. I, I think he paid a price to ensure he could win, but I don't think there was no rules that said he couldn't take away his ability to speak. There's no rule in the book that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> You're using Airbud logic. <laughs> I, I don't think that this nullifies anything. He, he saw a loophole, right? Captain Kirk, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> at Starfleet okay. Academy, okay. Right. I see where you're going. How how did how did he win the the thingamajig? What do you call it? The uh, Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi, yes. Right. How did he win that? He won that because they told him he couldn't. He win. He doesn't believe in a no win scenario. So he found a way to win. This is what this. Now, admittedly, I'm sitting going, "Look, dude, do you really think it'd be that hard just to literally train yourself not to speak for a goddamn year?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I would. Th- I actually don't think it'd be that hard, really. If you, I mean, if there was that much money on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. James Asprey did it on behalf of animal welfare. It's a good guy. Look him up. <laughs> oh, Tara's promoting all sorts of things this episode. <laughs> Documentaries about hard bodies, animal rights activists. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add onto the table? Um, yeah, we're also going to be reviewing another show soon. Oh, okay. Now you want to tease that. Yeah, tease that. Yes, much uh, requested. <laughs> uh, what I thought you were going to do is tell us what else uh, the actor playing Jamie's also been in. I don't know if you want to mention that at this juncture. Oh, yeah, he was also in Star Trek. He played um, that Greek guy in... <laughs> oh, I have to click on it. I'm not sure. Liam Sullivan. I'm not great with the original series names of episodes. I bet it's something. I bet the word oddest. You bet it's something? Yeah, it's something. Plato's stepchildren. Oh, there you go. I was going to say something about Odyssey in the title, but. 
Uh, no, it's not a art book. Um, also, this episode had um, a returning actor, uh, Jonathan Harris, who was also in the episode 22, who played the weird doctor. <laughs> but most people, I think, know him as Dr. Smith from Lost in Space, a great television series, despite what Rotten Tomatoes says. <laughs> Ew, the pain. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay. So what, what I like, I think the other thing I want to say about this episode is that so much of it's about their honor, right? Both of them. Because the start of the episode is essentially the colonel challenging the honor of the young guy, of, of Jamie, and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you're an annoying little shit. So I bet you can't do this. I bet you can't do it. And then in turn, Jamie, by proving, or I mean, okay, maybe it, taking a little bit of, you know, leeway with the rules a touch. Okay. Uh, is able to sort of one a cheater up and a fraud. How do you like either <laughs> one of them? <laughs> He's able to one up him a little bit. I, I I guess when it comes down to it, the snooty old guy is just too pompous. So I want to see him, like basically have his just desserts. That's ultimately what I want. Okay. All right. Pretty good episode, I'd say though. Really fun. Uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is okay, Boomer. Right. <laughs> that's 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 the the, the 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 although given the time period, it's more like the, the young guy's the boomer and the old guy's the I don't know. Yeah. The greatest, greatest generation. generation. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 1961 yeah well he's a little bit old for that too i don't know what it would be before the greatest generation uh i don't know cowboys because <laughs> greatest generation is world war Two. yes yes does maybe a little bit old for that maybe more world war one service mm-hmm. given his age i don't know someone's going to do the math and make us look like idiots but you know what That's well okay. we don't know what the generation's called before then anyway that's fine yes uh they were i don't know uh i, I love the idea very that... lucky to be alive oh yes <laughs> yes very lucky it's so funny because obviously we're thinking back to like the world war one which is you know at 1914 to 1918 or anything world war two it's 1945 and i feel like getting into this century i was kind of like oh it's good that we're over a lot of that stuff and 2020 is doing its best to give us everything but a war to like just make us feel miserable yeah. everything but yep it's just that year so uh basically the year 2020 we need we need a win we need a win we do maybe it'll be tonight i hope so i hope so (laughs) that movie's never coming out (laughs) (laughs) it's done Uh, but no one will refuse (laughs) lionsgate just caved actually there's a horror movie and it's a horror movie so a lot of horror movies go vod anyway but they had a film called well so did disney coming out oh yeah yeah but they're caving for 30 for a 30 dollar premium on a streaming service they already have to pay for well i'm paying for it so yeah 37 dollars <laughs> <laughs> but yeah antebellum looked really good is that coming out it's coming out now vod uh in september i like janelle monet i'm excited for that movie that's fair that's is fair. it sci-fi or horror do you know it looks like there may be time travel in it, so it may be sci-fi. I- I'm going to have to do a bit of research on that. See what the plot is exactly. Okay. That could be one for us. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah. yeah, The Silence is a good episode of Twilight Zone. So no, <laughs> just just we're, we're spiraling away from it uh, right now. And I think the performance is really good, uh, especially uh, uh, Taylor, uh, the colonel. I, I think mm-hmm. he is just the right amount of like arrogant 
and then yeah. the right amount of scared. So you you really enjoy him sweating as the episode goes on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. Yeah, um, I agree. Plus, I like the set. I, I like the glass box, and there's a little curtain there at the back where presumably he goes to the toilet and other <laughs> things of that nature. Rotellian was there at the end and told us about the next episode, which it's called Shadow Play. It's a courtroom episode. It didn't really. I mean, he said a lot of fluff, but ultimately it was just it's a courtroom episode. Uh, here's the description on IMDb. Adam Grant, not Alan Grant of Jurassic Park fame, of course. <laughs> so close. Adam Grant. Uh, Adam Grant is trapped in a recurring nightmare in which he is sentenced to death by execution. He tries to convince the people around him uh, that they are imaginary and that they will cease to exist if the execution is carried out. That is a very high concept episode and I am... Hey, look who it's starring. Dennis Weaver from Duel. That's exciting, right? Oh, so is. Oh, you're right. Oh, he must be quite young in this comparatively yeah. yeah that's gonna be fun yeah, it's another cool. charles beaumont episode he tends to write good stuff yeah there's also to it there's also in touch of evil and i'm just seeing here that i'm on his page fair enough but you can of course like and subscribe all those things liking is very important on youtube it lets the youtube algorithm know that we're worth recommending out and more people will find us so please do so uh tara why don't you tell them all about a certain little thing called patreon why sure <laughs> if you enjoy our show and the channel in general and appreciate all the content that comes out almost daily if not daily uh then please check out our patreon page it's patreon.com slash tv and donating as little as one dollar per month will get you bonus content i know how do we fit it in but we do so please check that out thank you with great difficulty that's how we fit in <laughs> uh so <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it, guys, on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and the like. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>